Blog Talk Radio. This is Susan Swanbeck, CEO of the ATU Network. This work is protected by Creative Commons licensing. For the next two fun-filled hours, get ready to learn something new, be inspired, enlightened, spooked, helped, laugh, cry, and be awakened. And now, your host of Awakening the Unknown. You never know what these two will be up to next. So please welcome Susan Swanbeck. And hey, everybody. Hi, everybody. Yeah, who has a delayed reaction? I'm saying hi all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like pointing at her like, it's your name. That's <laughs> yeah. your name. It's yeah, she you. forgets her own. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> all right, so we're back on the old program, so the sound should be much better. Um, right now, that. I'm presently working on getting... Uh, the restream chat running, so it might and it might not work today, and it might take um, a few adjustments here and there. So uh, we're working on that so that way everybody can have the convenience of the other program added to this program. But guess who we have today, Pete? Oh, my God. Guess guess. Guess. We have our Mystery Guest Wednesday. (laughs) A la Mr. Crystal, Mr. <laughs> Robert White. Yeah. Welcome, welcome. You know, but Robert White just isn't Mr. Crystal. No, he's not. Do you know? We're that, talking that nuts. Do you know he's a medium? Oh, my God. Okay, there's more. There's more. I've done research. He's also seen, I think it was four with him and his sister, he was seeing spirit animals. Spirit animals? Yep, I see oh, that. Oh, no, that Australian spirit animals. Yeah, Australian, yep. Uh-huh. And there was, oh, he's also done the missing person cases, but because of him, it's easier for him to do missing person cases at a distance, like global. Right. So, without further ado, Mr. Robert White from Australia. Hey. Welcome, welcome. Hey. How's it feel to be on the other side? <laughs> well, depends on what other side you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> on this side of the screen. Oh my God, I think the restream is working. But definitely on the other side of the world too, because over here it's Wednesday and over there it's already Thursday morning. I know. So you know, I get so confused, literally, because somebody wanted to set up a reading for Sunday, and I never called her on Sunday, which was my Saturday, at a totally different time. So it took us a while to figure this out. A little bit of a confusion with the like, time. Oh my God! But it's Saturday, I said. She so, goes, no, today's Sunday. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, so all right, crazy. all right. So it took me a while to figure so, out. So, Robert, you are, you, a lot of our regulars, 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 right? Regulars. Regulars. Regulars yeah. know that you're in and out of our room, but you're still the mystery. You're the mystery yeah. room. Oh, no. Mystery guest Wednesday. I don't think he's a mystery. Oh, there's a lot of things know. mysterious about Mr. Robert White still. You think? Yet I okay. still think there is. Because I bet. Robert White's yeah. the guest, honey. See? Look, mystery. Rachel Elizabeth Ann is asking who was the guest. Mystery, right? Oh. Mr. Robert Wright. <laughs> yes, our Mr. Robert White, who has been doing the, the radio show circuit, doing the podcast circuit, but not just for one of his gifts, for many of his different gifts. Right. Because he also does missing persons. He also was a silversmith. He does crystal work. He is a medium. 
He's got a personality and a half. You said that already. I'm just boasting. Okay. I'm just bragging. All right. I am. We are I'm very proud of our Mr. Crystals. Truly. You know, if you weren't already taken, you know I'd be sending you to oh, Australia. No, right? I'm single for life. Thank you. <laughs> I have a dog. I told you. See, hello, Kate. Hello, Rachel. Hello, Brenda. Hey, hello, guys. Yes, it's Mr. Robert Wright today. So, Robert, right. let's start from the beginning. You know, and I, how I say, well, you're a tough nut to crack. We're going to crack that nut. Uncle Rob. Uncle Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Rob. So, yes, that's yeah. Ben and Alyssa already in the room. There are permanent second Wednesday. Second yeah. Mystery Guest Wednesday is Caden and Alyssa. First Mystery Guest, permanent guest is Christia. Yeah. So, usually if we find somebody, we just kind of stick them in that slot. Yes, we do. So. Yes, we do. So do tell, tell us who is Mr. Robert Wright. Start from the beginning. Give us a little bit of the insight on you. How how early? Well, I think we have to have insights on different subjects. Well, yes. How early did your gifts actually start? How how early did you start creating who Mr. Robert Wright is today? Uh huh. Oh, well, I'm guessing it was about at age four when I first saw uh, the Australian shadow animals at the foot of. My parents Ed, wow. and then uh, myself and both sisters, we each saw an Aboriginal in war paint, war dress type stuff, in our bathroom, wow. standing upright with a, a spear and one leg sort of crooked up on the other with uh, at knee. Like I a Captain Morgan kind uh, of pose, right? Pardon? Like Captain Morgan, the whiskey guy? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Captain Morgan. All right. I knew that was coming. <laughs> oh, Michelle, Michelle, Michelle. Well, that's so people can understand what the pose was like with the Aborigine guy. You know? He was pulling the Captain Morgan. Robert you know? from down under, Elizabeth says, by Rachel. The, the house that we, we were living in was built for us, so there was no one that had actually died on that land. So, um, was, it, uh, was it Native American burial ground prior to that? The Aborigines? Native Australian. <laughs> well, you know what I meant. Native yeah, let's get so confused. But was it a burial it, ground? It has. Um, no, my sister, the archaeologist, she found out that that area was used as a tribal meeting place. Oh. oh. Okay, so it probably retained the energy. Yes. Now, is, 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 we're still on this subject of the Native American now. Is, is Australia, <laughs> so is Australia on a bed of crystal rocks like the East Coast is, or is it different? Um, there are crystals in some places because uh, when we went down to New South Wales to live, we lived in a place called Tullamore, and the entire front area of the place that we were at and further along, all the way along the, the, the little township, was covered in white quartz. Oh, okay. They put yeah. uh, the concrete or bitumen base along the roads, but yeah. along the sides of the roads, there was white crystal everywhere. Oh. Yeah, because quartz is a conductor, and we yeah. have some of those issues where the blood on the land actually yeah. retains the we memory. We have that here in Massachusetts. Where that, that's why I was like, okay, that's got to be what's so going she, on. So she dives right in that because she relates very closely to that. She was brought up in a cushion where 
that's the basis of what the land is over there. Well, that's where one of the ley lines come from, the yeah. Freetown State yeah. Forest. So uh, what happened after you guys saw the Aborigines? Go back to that. Um, not a lot. <laughs> we, uh, <laughs> we, uh, well, I felt like I was being watched all, all the time in that hallway because yeah. the house that we're at next door have been moved a couple of places and moved back down to here. Well, um, it's for our rooms. We had to go through the kitchen, up the long hallway, passing one, two, three, the uh, sewing room, bathroom, toilet, then my room, and the sisters were in the next room. Oh. That in an L sort of shape. Oh. And nice. uh, every time I went up and down that hallway, I felt like I was being watched. So, oh, very uncomfortable. Yeah, that's really. that's one of the signs of it. Cause I did grow up with. Um, that feeling of being watched. Yeah, well, well but see, home. it was like, um, can't hear. Can't hear what, honey? You guys can't hear Robert? Uh-oh. What can't you hear, sweetheart? Who's saying that? Brenda. Brenda? That's okay. That's what, why Hold my regular is here. Make sure we fix um, that real quick. She says she's got her ear pressed to her phone speaker. Wow, that what a difference. Wow, that's a different thing. I know. Hold on. Thing, right? See, it's I Robert had to turn, sound. yeah, I, Robert sounds. Robert sounds. All right, hold on. Okay. Hold on, Robert, we're, we're turning your sound up. All right, hold on. I got this. Okay, we totally got this. We got mm-hmm. this. We All got right. this. Try now, honey. Okay. Okay, right. can you hear me now? Yeah, I think the, I think the issue is, is because you don't talk, it, it, not in a microphone. Yeah. Um, right. So Chris had to switch over to a mic. Yeah. All right, hopefully that's better, guys. So, you should be starting to hear him now. So do you Sorry, think I forgot where we were. From from after that point of seeing the Aborigine spirit, do you think that was the beginning of like your mediumship gift? It might have been because um a few I think I was about six or seven and I had just learned how to whistle and I was whistling one night and um I I was on my bed, I closed my eyes, and then I had a vision of all these skulls floating around. Oh, yeah. So I don't know that, whether that might have been something like a alien abduction or something, because in the dream that I had following that, we had a pretty big yard that had a pool in it, oh. and we had a slippery slide going down into the pool. Uh-huh. And the dream that I had was that I went up on the slippery slide, ran it down, but instead of going all the way down and I'm just dropping, I flew upwards, oh. and at the end of that, at the end of the upwards uh, bounce, basically, I landed on the bed because I could hear the actual springs going clunk. Wow. <laughs> I down. So I don't know whether that was something to do with spirit or something to do with aliens. I'm not oh. saying that I'm an alien abductee because I don't know. Uh-huh. <laughs> no bit tested. Ooh, that's <laughs> but, yeah, um, that was another experience that I had. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So yeah. So then, but the, with the with the animals though, with the uh, spirit animals that I saw, like koala, kangaroo, emu, and platypus, I now believe that they were Aborigines doing one of their dances because they mimic what the animals do. So I'm thinking, I I had been sick at that stage, so I'm thinking that the Aboriginal that we'd seen 
actually brought the others in to entertain me while I was sick. Oh, that's interesting. Because it wasn't something scary. It was more like a pantomime that they were doing. So, so now the Aborigines, we, I really don't know much about the Aborigines. Do, when they're doing their tribal things, do they try to channel the spirit of those animals as well? Is that um, part of I think they do. And they, they have what's called the dream time, which they have a whole heap of different animals representing different things. Um, like the rainbow serpent, big rainbow snake, basically, it is what they said caused a lot of the land masses to form because where it slithered in and out caused the hills and, and um, channels, valleys. Um, they also have that, I, I believe, Karen, if you're in there, you can tell me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that Uluru, Ayers Rock, the one in the middle of Australia, that was also caused by it as well. Oh, wow. Because that's where they have a lot of their meetings, like all the Aboriginals gather. Wow. So that's a very, like, hotbed of spirit activity because of the yeah. spiritual crafts and things like that. Wow, that's interesting. It's, it's similar yet different to what our Native American styles are here in this country. So it's, it's yeah, I've been, I've been adjusting the sound because we're going back to um, an old program. So I'm getting good sound, just a bit echoey on our Robert side, but it's fine. Okay. I guess we're very right. good. good All right. So, and this is what I'm doing. I'm in the middle of adjusting it because I switched back to the old program with updated guts on the computer, guys. So bear with better, me. Better, better. So now they can hear Robert and Michelle, but I'm low. Okay. So Robert, when from that point on, what what do you think started to develop your skills from there? What what kind of speedballed your skills? You need to talk into the mic, honey. How did that happen? Thank you. Aha. How's that? Now you should hear it. She's actually going to talk into the mic. Oh, I love having a big white ball in my face. Oh, here so, we go. So great. <laughs> all right, guys. Now you should be able to hear everybody. Yeah, oh, all good. Man. All good. Thanks. Ooh. Okay. Now we can actually get on with the show. It's always like, but that's what it is. I'm not a professional. Everything I do, I've actually learned on my own. She's great, though, guys. So I have literally learned how to do all this on my own. I was trained to do video. Not studio work. That's right. And look. So, and I just learned all this on my own, and it is what it is. So, Mm -hmm. you know what? I like the help. I like the feedback. It's awesome. So, we did it, guys. Teamwork. That's right. Sorry, guys. So, so how did you finally realize that you were a medium, Robert? How did you finally realize that, that those skills were being developed? Yeah, was, um, it, was it just as at four, or did you see other things growing up as well here and there? Uh, there were the occasional things that I saw, but I just put it down to an overactive imagination, basically. Really? Oh, okay. Um, but the, uh, the one that really stuck out was when I was uh, at my best friend's place on December 23rd, 19... 19- 87, I think it was, because I was 90, no, hang on, uh-huh. 82, because I was 90 years old. Wow. And uh, I was walking across from his place to my grandparents' place to, uh, because I was told to go home because I was getting ready to go out somewhere. 
uh, I'd walked across the road. I was about to step up from the from the road onto the gutter or on the verge, basically, and I was stopped. Pretty much like a brick wall just appeared and I went bang straight into it. And I got a, a a voice in my head saying, "Turn around, go back, tell him not to go, or you'll never see him again." Oh, and wow. That happened a couple of times. I tried moving again and still couldn't move. And uh, the voice again said, turn around, go back, or you'll never see it again. And I just played it off. I didn't put much stock into it. And I finally was able to keep going. I went up into my grandparents' place. And about three or four hours after, um, my mother had come in. Uh, we'd, we'd come back home here next door. And... My mother came in and said that uh, Adrian had died by someone running over in, in wow. a car. Um, oh my God! Wow. Food. Yeah. That's that's. <laughs> I'm sorry again. That's that's pretty like wow. That's like a shock and a half to have an experience. Yeah, that. it is. <laughs> wow, that's like all the hair is like standing up on you. Like oh my goodness. Wow, that's that's pretty. So this isn't like um, some people find that. When you're around this, did you ever like talk to your parents about it? Did they get spooked? Um, or did you kind of keep it to yourself? I tended to keep that one to myself. Uh, then uh, I think the next incident was uh, I was on the internet at my parents' workshop, right? Like spare parts business, in the middle of the night because that's the only time I could get on to the computer onto the internet. <laughs> uh, that was back in, I think, 1994. Oh, wow. And, yeah, I, um, I had known about a, a little girl that had died on the, the land at that area. Yeah. She died of cancer at age 11. Wow. And then there was also something I could never work out what it was up on the mezzanine floor above the offices. Uh, it was sort of a dark sort of presence in one of the back corners. Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't know whether it was the girl or whether it was the the dark mat that um, when I was talking to somebody over in Pennsylvania mm-hmm. who had a, a toothache, uh, she said that it was needing a root canal type of mm-hmm. work done on it. Oh, by, uh, by, just, the way, by the way, you really uh, helped me. Everyone was actually able to see me. I, I did this sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. And that, oh, hang on, let me try something. I, I did that, and then I sort of put my hand towards the, the screen and and basically pulled back. Mm-hmm. And she said, how the hell did you do that? By <laughs> taking the pain out of her mouth. <laughs> well, you fixed my rash. I want Yeah, her rash that. is gone in one it, day. It she was almost septic. Yes, I was. So, so and now, now what we're getting into is some of the facts that uh, Robert does what is known as, as like healing. That it's not just stand on. He can actually do a distance healing. Right. And Michelle is actually proven because remember yesterday, guys, oh, your head's cut off again. My head's cut off? Yeah, well, that's because you're not used to being so high up on an actual that's desk true. chair. She got a big girl chair. Is that now. better now? Yeah, now your head's not cut off. Okay. So what it is is is... 
So yesterday when we were on the show, Michelle was definitely having a reaction, and uh-huh. she has also has the diabetes. So and I have a lot. I had a lot going on. So I I'm like way too tired. So Robin's yeah. like, okay, I'm on it. Yeah. She wakes up the next morning, boom, everything's gone. gone. So had, her hand was swollen, all red. Mm-hmm. She had red all around all her face. She had a rash from head to toe. So it was going down my yep. right leg. Proven fact, guys, he is a real healer. I, yep. Thank real you so healer. much, and applause because honest to goodness, yep. it really. I have applause. You did it. Wait, I have applause. You did it. Up. You did it. Damn, the speakers fell off on that I one. mean, amazing, amazing, amazing. Robert, when I woke up this morning, I couldn't believe it. I mean, I had it going down my entire right leg, my entire right arm, my hand. My whole face was becoming covered. Yeah, it almost started to spread down. Yeah, My concern was, and that's why it's like I had so much going on, and then I was so sore. I took so much Advil yesterday Mm -hmm. um, because I have to go help my mom like every other day, Mm -hmm. two or three times a week. So I was so so I was on so much Advil. It was like, oh yeah, no way, (laughs) no way. So Robin goes, I'm on it. And which was good because I was so concerned with her becoming uh-huh. septic from the allergic reaction because for diabetes, the way it acts. Oh, so, yeah. yeah, so really, thank you. I mean, I woke up yeah. amazed. There was nothing, not even residual anything, no redness, no dryness, mm-hmm. no, no nothing. It was completely back to normal. Hey, let's, uh... I took pictures. We took pictures of it when it started. I got to do this before and after. I'll have to take the pictures of it now. Yeah, you have to post it so everybody yeah, can see. I'll have to post so, it. So, you know, some see. people say, some people will say, okay, I'm a healer on this, I'm that. But I'm telling you, for guaranteed fact, Robin is a healer. 100%. Okay, yeah, he's a healer. He definitely is Mr. Crystal. He is Mr. Crystal. He's probably been doing crystals. Well, I've always done crystals, but not the way that I do them now. Mm-hmm. So there are some mm-hmm. out there I've never worked with that I don't have knowledge of. Mm-hmm. So, but you know me, yeah. I'm now going to school to learn more about He's the a, crystals. He's because, a learner. Yes. You know, it, and that brings us to... Robert, you must amaze the crap yeah, out literally, of Literally. Actually, I am so excitedly curious about this silversmithing. Yes. Exactly what is it? How do I learn it? And if they're books or classes or what? Is that like a family trade? There's, there's lots of books. There's lots of YouTube videos. There's, if, you, if you can find a lapidary group somewhere nearby, they will usually have silversmithing classes there as well. Huh. Uh, so if you can find somewhere that works on rocks, you'll get double the amount of... Uh, of knowledge because you'll be able to ask them, you'll be able to pick their brains on what sort of rocks are good as well, what sort of gemstones, uh, and then you'll be able to possibly work on them as well. So you'll be able to fashion things. Uh, like I've got a whole heap of stuff here. Um, here's a garnet ring that I made. Uh, I fashioned the rock. Oh my God. Really black garnet, but. Wow. The silversmithing is involved in that year. Oh yeah, my God! Can, uh, the first thing that we were taught in the silver slipping class I did was how to make rings. Rings huh. are the easiest thing to make. Oh, All you do yeah. is just bend the metal around to make it almost like a D shape until the two parts join. Right. Then you then you use some solder and use a flame on the solder and just have it join up. Mm-hmm. And then you hit it 
a lot with a uh, a mandrel and yep. a, a big silver thing and yep. you hit it with a little white hammer so you don't dent metal and that's making a ring and then you then after you've done that you can you can put the uh, make a plate and put a bezel around the rock yeah you, you do that all first before you before you join it all up you you mark it out you wow. measure it and wow. then you can put the rock into it huh. keep measuring it so it doesn't sort of uh, melt or misshape Huh. And then just, uh, you join the the bezel around onto the, the plate. You put the plate onto the onto the ring, and then you can, after you've done all that and clean it up, you put the rock into it and bend the the sides over. So hold it. So what inspired you to even get into that? Pardon, Michelle. What inspired you to get into the silversmithing? What kind of uh, one of the ladies at Lapidary, where I was doing the rock work. She said, "Oh, you you do well in in silversmithing." So oh. <laughs> she basically pushed me into it. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, see, there's, there's nothing like that over here. Yeah, we don't have anything. You know, like yeah, that, you not know. like that. So this would definitely be something with with books and more like an online tutor type thing. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. We don't have that uh, yeah, at all, at all. No, if they're working with metal, then usually they're molding these yeah. really large, pointy statues that you have no idea what they mean. <laughs> <laughs> we have some crazy I went through our downtown area yesterday, and there's artwork with soldered shackles, old prison shackles. My father and I looked at this artwork <laughs> yesterday, and you were like, oh, my Lord in heaven, like, what the heck is this supposed to be? Is this some weird bondage stuff going on? It was literally salt, like bondage, salted, sh- old prison shackles. Like, what a waste of salted prison crystals. Now, if you so find, like, say if you go somewhere at a yard sale, something, you're finding all weird. these old pieces of metal and jewelry. Yeah. Now, is this something you melt down or repair? Do you take old jewelry um, and melt it down yourself? You can do either. You can either clean that up and, and take the stones out if you don't like the stones that are in it, or right. you can add your own to them. Um, okay. You can melt them down uh, and repurpose it because when the, when we are cutting the metal up to to make things, there's always like little shavings and trailings that fall off. Right. We keep those. We then pile them all together. We can melt them down and there's a, a ring here that I made that was from a lost wax casting. Oh. Um, he actually melts the metal and no, I can't find it there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you, you get a wax a wax um, casting you put that into an investment powder, that sets like, um, what is it, plaster of Paris, basically. Yeah. You put that into a kiln. Yeah. The wax melts out, leaving the impression of what was in there, what the the actual uh, wax mold was. Right. You then heat the metal up into a liquid, put it into a centrifuge. Ooh. Or put it in a centrifuge, centrifuge first, and then right. uh, heat the, the spin. And that sends the metal into the cup, into the, the mold, and wow. it comes out 
pretty much as the uh, mom was. Wow. wow, that's fascinating. I know. That's like Michelle's science. like, if Sue does that, I'm going into the office. I'm a, I'll go. be like, yeah, I'm going to go to Alley a couple of rooms, you know what I mean? Now, the, the, the first question I have with this is, like, with all this hands-on type of work that you do, are you, like, accidentally putting, like, your healing abilities in these things? You know, it, it, I would have to say, uh, honestly, my guess would be yes. What do you Do say? you realize that you're doing this all the time? accidentally. Ah, right? yes, he is. Because if you have this ability to all this healing and you do all this hand work with the crystals and with the rocks right. and all this silversmithing and all that, you must you, you must be oozing this healing out of you. Must you what? You must be oozing like this healing ability out of you. Oozing. Oozing. It's got to be oozing out of you. <laughs> oozing. Just <laughs> oozing out of you. Like, I mean, you, you think about it. It's got to have some way to release somehow. Yeah. I mean, unless you're daily on 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 the internet, literally healing people every day, there's got to be some sort of outlet for it for you. But that's why the crystals. Why the crystals, right? Yeah. So, do you think that the do you purposely do that for people if they ask, like the kind of like um, what's the well, word? some of the people I know that I know what is up with them, I can do certain things to those crystals and the the silver work that I do on them and make it so that I'll be active just for them. Uh-huh. And I can, well, it's sort of, um, oh, what do you call it? <laughs> Pre-designed, basically, for those people. Right. Otherwise, put really good intention into a lot of the other stuff that I do. Uh-huh. Wow, that's interesting. Like with yeah, all like- the crystal work, um, it comes in basically like this. It's, it's the rough sort of... Uh, Stuff. There's quartz, there's a, a yeah. piece of fluorite tower, there's a, a smoky quartz tower in there as well. Cool. Uh, they come in sort of like that, and I take them up there, up to the club, I work on them. I sort of fashion what I think people would like with them, mm-hmm. and I end up with the Kinea. It's like this, which is a, this one is actually a chocolate, chocolate coffee moonstone. Chocolate coffee moonstone? I know. Coffee, my favorite thing in the world. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I just feel it. Oh, my God. Um, I never even knew that existed. That's gorgeous. Repurposed, not amethyst. Wow, that's beautiful. Wow, Robert. Yeah, I've, uh, I've got a lot of stuff here that I've, I've put good intentions into, uh-huh. just so that anyone that comes along and, and buys them, they won't get a bad feeling or right. or like bad stuff happen to them. <laughs> <laughs> now, now it's all positive intent. Now here's a like question for me: Like, say you already pick up pre-made jewelry, do you pick up the energy of that jewelry and the people that were wearing it with your abilities? Um. When I'm picking up stuff that other people have made, sometimes I try not to do that though, because every time that you pick a, a gemstone up or a crystal up, you're putting a little bit of your energy into it. Right, right. Because yeah. if you're having a bad day and you go along picking up all these different stones, yep. you're putting that bad energy into the into the stones. Yep. Right. So <laughs> the next person comes along, I'll, I'll pick it up. And go, <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. It's not like a cat in the heat. Ah! It's just because I'm curious because, like, you know, you, you 
go to a lot of like yard sales or flea markets and you go to places and you see jewelry and you pick it up and I always wonder um, like if the if energies attached somehow from the people that previously wore it and if it was it was you know it could be positive energy it could be negative energy you know it could be someone who passed away and that was a, a ring that they wore until they passed away and I just wondered if you picked it up with your mediumship skills. Well, that's, that's more psychometry. Psychometry? Right, that's mm-hmm. psychometry. That's pretty interesting, though. Yeah. That's another reason why when I, get the, when I get any of the crystals in from where I buy them from, uh, I usually do a cleansing on them first so that there's nothing from the, the yep. previous person that's touched it or worked on it. Yep. Yeah. yeah. What is your method for doing it? Do you stage them, Robert? What do you do? Um... I tend to put them out under the moonlight if there's a full moon in water. That tends to clean most of them. If there's anything in residual after that, I will, yeah, I'll bring them in. I'll, I'll light the candle and I'll sort of wave it around over the candle to, to get rid of anything else that might be on them. Right. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Awesome. Now, now, talk to me about this medium stuff. What what kind of experiences has that been like to you? What kind of experiences have you run into with that? Well, the medium medium stuff, uh, I really only picked that up after I got married, which was um, in 2005, December 30th. Was that because your wife was driving you crazy? Over there in the States. Um, yeah, we we had heard a few things like in the in the apartment that we were at, and but we were in Portland, Oregon. Oh, you were in the and oh, nice. yeah. One of the things that she had said to me while we were driving up to Crown Point on the back roads of Portland was, "Do not even think about Bigfoot because if you do that, he'll probably appear." Oh, but yeah, yeah um, Oregon's big for that. Yeah. Never had anything like that. But on our drive from Portland, Oregon to Seaside, Oregon, I was getting that feeling of being watched again yeah. all along that highway. Yeah. Like the, the Indians up on the hills were, were looking down on us and going, oh, what are they up to? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, but then we back over here. Uh, we had a house that we moved into that had been a Lutheran church, oh. and um, we had set, had it set up that me, my wife, were in one room. Adrian, our boy at the time, at that, that stage, he was only about six months. Oh wow! Had a, uh, a bedroom off the side of that. Then there was another bedroom that one of the stepdaughters was in, and the other stepdaughter had one right at the front of the house. Wow. We had one of those baby monitors that people have when they have the babies to, to keep a check on them. Yeah. We never actually put Adrian into that room that it was supposed to be his because he wouldn't, he wouldn't uh, sleep there. We would hear occasionally on the monitor uh, an old lady's voice. Oh. Just saying random things. I can't really remember what they, what they were saying at the moment, but um, we could hear an old lady's voice. We then checked the entire neighbourhood around the house to see if anyone else had the same type of baby monitor that might be uh, cutting in on ours. Right. No one had anything. Huh. Because all they could were all growing. Wow. So, yeah. And then in that same house, 
we, I was sitting on one side of the bed. She was sitting on the other side of the bed. So it's about a, probably, a gap, probably about two or three feet between us. Mm-hmm. And in that space, we both heard a man's voice saying, hello. Oh. There was no one outside, no one out the window. And it was definitely between us. Oh, what was the name? Uh, it literally, it just popped in my head and talking about it. There was a movie that had a similar, except this kid was picking up, um, it, he had a cornfield, he used to be a reverend, his wife died, so he stopped being a reverend. And, you saw and that the alien abduction movie. The, the one with the aliens where they say swing away and, yeah, the, and the water kills them. Yeah, what the heck the name of that I movie? Because he had the baby monitor. Up to pick yes. up the ET thing I know in that movie. I don't remember what it's called. What is it? Yes, the Mel Gibson, Gibson, Gibson movie. I can't yes. remember the name of it. S I G N S. What is it? Signs. Sign. Oh, my God. It was sitting here driving me nuts. I'm thinking movie. What's the name? Name. Movie. So I'm going through everything and I just couldn't figure it out. But then that's what that's what pops into my head because the kid's like on top of the roof. Yeah, And they're like, don't move. So he. Sign. That was a good movie, brother. I think that was based on a true story, believe it or not. I'm going to trust. I actually think that was based on a true yeah. story. It was a book, but it was based on a true story oh. or something. Now, so what happened next? What was the next, like, occasion that that happened to you? What happened next? Um, we went from there. We went to the other side of the border on New South Wales. Where, well, where I am in, in Queensland. Uh, we then went down to New South Wales to meet up with somebody that she knew, my wife, mm-hmm. and um, we got mis- uh, cross signals because the friend that we were going down there to meet, she had left for Ireland oh. about the week before, so we didn't actually know that she wasn't there to meet us. So we went down to a place called Nimbin, and we got, we found a place that we could set up a tent and stayed there for about three months. Uh, there are a couple of activities that happened then. Uh, we were in the tent in a, what was it, a um, macadamia farm. Oh. And there were, it was the off season, off season, so there weren't any nuts on the trees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was in stereo. I make a really good macadamia nut cookie. Okay. All the same time, no nut. Yeah. Yeah. A couple of things happened, but I can't really talk about them here. But uh, when did you start realizing that you could use it, like as a, like when did you start kind of like not use it? it? When did you yeah. start like actually doing readings? Is yeah. that what you mean? Yes. Yeah. 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 I see. I translate. Yeah. So when and a lot of people classify themselves, and this is where it gets confusing. Yes. Some yeah. say yeah. they're psychic. Some say they are spirit readers. Others say they're mediums. Now, the way that I've always classified it, but I'm weird, is to me, mediums talk directly to loved ones that passed over, including animals. Mm-hmm. People mm-hmm. that read spirit has to do with spirit energy of a broad variety. Yeah. It's not about past, present, and future. It's about the energy as far as energy of animals, people, or what's happening in your life. Right. Now, those that are psychic are the ones that predict the future. Yeah. 
No, as far as I'm concerned, where in my my Susanese category do you put yourself? Where, where do you fit in the Susanese category? <laughs> I put myself in the in the present with the uh, very near future sort of uh, range. Okay. <laughs> All right. Do you use tarot cards or? One of the, uh, so do you talk directly to spirit or to the loved ones that passed or? Uh, it's usually the spirit. They pass the messages on me. Oh. Ooh. So they, when they, they get when uh, when a friend has lost his dog over in New York, right? Um, he put up a, a sort of a panic sort of um, message on Facebook saying, "I lost my dog and I can't find him, and and my wife's out looking for him now." And I, I, wow. I when I when I do my my locating sort of stuff, I bring up a map of wherever it is on Google Earth. You scry. Yeah. Okay. okay. And I usually get what, well, it looks to me like how sonar pings happen, like on submarines that go ping. Okay. Yeah. And like that wave. Yeah. And so I just follow the waves back up to where the originating so ping is. So is that right? happening in your mind's eye or is that a physical yeah. sight? Yeah, it's just mind's eye. So I can, I can see it, but it's... Nice. Uh, in my head, basically. Yeah. So when this guy his dog, I I didn't know exactly where he lived. Uh-huh. So I, all I knew was he was in New York somewhere in, in the, the west part of it. Right. So I just started looking on the maps and went right on left, left, left until I, I got the, the sort of outline of the ping in the head and I sort of narrowed that down to a certain road and... I said to him, hey, your dog's coming down this road now. And I didn't know that that was his road. Oh, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> And he went out and said, Robert, you've done it again. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> coming down the road to me right now. <laughs> that is amazing. See, that's a good thing. Normally when somebody says, yeah, you've done it again. It's not always a good thing, yeah, but right? okay, it's a good thing, huh? That's what it's going to too. <laughs> I did it again. That's amazing. That's amazing. And then uh, a little bit later on, the same guy was hosting a show that, I don't know if you know them, Russ and Sandy Wells uh, from no. Concrete, uh, Concrete Washington. No, no. They're, they're a couple of ghost hunters. Oh. Uh, oh. I uh, for quite a while. And... They were doing a live presentation from what one is it? The Seattle graveyard where Bruce and Brandon Lee are. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, They weren't going into they weren't going into the graveyard itself. They were staying outside, but they were right. they were getting a lot of hits and stuff on on there. So uh, I was just I was just sort of picturing in my mind's eye where they were, what they were doing, what they were seeing. And oh. so I was, um, I think I was doing a bit of astroling at the time. I, I hadn't really done it too much before that. Wow. But I was, I became part of the investigation. At that time. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome. That is uh, pretty nice. Because Russ had been walking around a bit and I had said to him, Russ, to your left. And then about 30 or 40 seconds after I had said that in the chat room, he actually said, oh, I think there's something to my left. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And then one of the other presenters that were on that night said, oh, did you notice that Robert said to your left about 30 seconds ago? <laughs> 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 
that is pretty cool. That is awesome. Yeah, Michelle's more of the paranormal person. Yeah. I'm I'm more of the metaphysical one. So no, but I mean, yeah. people like you on investigations are like imperative. Like it's amazing. It's huge, huge, huge help to have someone like you on an investigation. I always always made it a point of having someone with your type of abilities on, and we always yeah. base. It's based in truth, as far as I'm concerned, 100%. You let into it, and you're not, you guys are never wrong. So what what happened next? What happened? Uh, well, they they continued their investigation. I I said I I made some observations of what I could see in the mind's eye. Like a there was a, a marble, basically a crypt, about 20 feet in from where they were, and and they said yes, they could see that. <laughs> um, nice. Then. It went on for a bit, and Ross said that he'd seen a light rising up from one of the gravestones. Oh. And he then went back down, and I said, just wait for about 30 or 40 seconds. It will rise again. Yeah. Fair enough. 40-odd seconds later, it rose again. That's awesome. That's when they stopped doing their investigation and went home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're a bit frozen for now, some reason. Now, when you were doing that, because I know the, the curse, right, the, the Bruce Lee curse and all that. Yeah, that, that, is that I, I do know a little bit so about you, Did that. you feel that that maybe, since you were kind of like tapped into that investigation, did you feel like the, the curse was real, the whole Bruce Lee and Brandon Lee curse? And you were tapped in pretty significantly there. Did you feel like it could have been a real thing? We're pretty sure. We're pretty sure it wasn't their gravestone because theirs was theirs is about the middle of the cemetery. Right. This was sort of back towards the edge. Yeah. Uh, no, I never felt anything about a curse from them. Okay. Okay. Cool. I believe you. There's no Bruce Lee curse then. <laughs> My brother was actually named after Bruce Lee, so that, that was a big thing with our family. So that's pretty fascinating. That's awesome. That's really awesome. And. Uh, I've also helped out with Caden and Alyssa when they they were on one of their investigations. I did the same sort of thing. Uh, uh, that was the one where Caden was attacked in the house. He was actually they were waiting for some pizza to be delivered, uh-huh. and this thing had come along, and and Caden was sort of all, oh yeah, whatever. Show me what your power is, and that's when the thing reached and stopped yeah. the car. And that's when I jumped in and said, no, you don't. <laughs> uh, we actually do have a couple of calls on the line. Those Ooh, that are actually those that are actually watching video, um, it'll stop in a minute, probably yeah. after break. Yeah. Um, so don't worry about it. The screen is frozen, but as long as you guys can hear us well, that's the main point. So All now right. I have a question. Uh, well, we um, have two callers and thirteen just minutes till break. Here she goes. Just this, just this. Now, on this investigation of the Kate and Alyssa one, did you feel it being negative from where you were? Like, can you feel it being yeah. negative where you are? Yeah, I could. Wow. It, was, it was definitely a, a dark mass, basically. And uh, I was like, if you're going to go against Caden, you better go against me, too. And uh, it, didn't, it didn't want to bother me. So. <laughs> That's great. You are pretty powerful. You really are. Okay, well, I know we got to answer questions. Yes, we have to answer questions. I can keep asking questions, so yeah, I you don't, you don't know her. Yeah. So, yeah, you never run out of stuff to talk about with Michelle. <laughs> yeah. She'll forget what she asked you and ask you again. No, I'm just easy. Sometimes, you. sometimes. That's true. All right, so we're going to take the first question. Uh, the caller is 0282. Right. Right. Uh, I don't know if it's going to answer. Hi, you're live on the air with ACU Network. Who are we speaking with? Hello, caller. Hello. 
Hello? Hello? Hi, you're live on the air. Hi, caller. <laughs> What's your name? Oh, yeah, we're great. How are you, honey? What's your name? Who's calling? Hello? I'm Hello? sorry. Hello? Hi, Hi what's your name? Nope, 0282. We're talking to you, honey. What's your name? Hi. Okay. Okay. What's your name? Okay, my name is Ann. Ann. Hi, Ann. You have Hi, a question Robert. for Robert? She loves you, Robert. <laughs> what's your question for Robert, Ann? Uh, this year, I'd like to ask Robert. You have an echo. Are yes. you listening to us yes. live at the same time? Yeah. No, I don't have an no, echo. I don't have an echo. Let me see if I can hear you. Yeah. Yeah. There is like nothing. Like nothing. You know, nothing. Okay. I'll, I'll just like to ask I'll my question ask really quick. Okay. What is the question you have? Uh, Robert, um, uh, do you um, see that you my see partner? That my partner Health will improve, Health and what do you feel like with finances for us? Anne is wondering about whether her partner's health will improve and how her finances will be for this year, Robert. Her name is Anne. Um, He's doing this swanny thing. Your husband will get better. Uh, it might take about a month or so, but he will get better. And as for your finances, it's sort of going about the same amount at this point in time that I can see up, going up a little probably in March, April. Did you hear him, Anne? Yes, I can, because finances are needed to his health, and he's kind of a breadwinner at this time. Ah, okay. That makes sense, then. That makes sense. So what Robert said, I hope you heard it, honey. So he's saying about a month for your husband's health, and then up March, April for the finances. Thank you so much for calling it. About a month. About a month. In about a month, his health will improve? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes, well, mm-hmm. hang in the door. It will get better. Thank you so thank much you. for calling in. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank well, you. Robert's the bomb. <laughs> bomb diggity. I think she was listening on live at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you guys call in, you have to kind of shut off the live. Otherwise, we get the echo coming through. There's nothing I can do about that. Okay. But that's, that was cute. That All was right. really cute. So you do have one more caller. One more caller right now. I have no oh. idea what the question is. And wait a minute. I had this call yesterday, didn't I? Uh, hold on. Let me check my numbers. Uh, no. Yes, we did. All right. Let's this see. caller called in yesterday. Two, 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 two. Okay. Answer it. Okay. Hi, you're live on the air with ACU Network. Who are we speaking with? Hi, my name is from California. Hi, Hi, Wendy. Wendy. How are you? You're from Sacramento, right? Uh, Yes, I'm doing very well. Um, Um, I guess you're saying that I I called in yesterday. yesterday. Um, Yeah, I have your number. What what is your question, Robbie? You know what? Robert White. 
That's that's okay. That's thank okay. you very much. Thank you very much. I, I think I'll just go away, but you have the gate. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Okay, honey, you want to ask Robert a question? No, it's okay. I'm gonna no, go okay. away. I'm have a good night. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. I wish you well. I wish you well. Yeah. We wish you well too, honey. Thank you so much. Take care. Take care. You too, honey. Okay. Well, that was a little bit odd. I hope she's okay. Um, we'll send her a lot of good healing energy. And I have no idea. Lots of love and light to Wendy in Sacramento, California. Yeah, I have no idea. I like when okay. uh, birds actually call back. I just keep track of the numbers. No, maybe what it was is she was just listening and kind of was caught unexpectedly with the call. That maybe. Could have been. Well, no, she did hear me say she did call in yesterday's one of yeah. my callers from last yeah. night. Yeah. So. So, so she might have been just caught unexpectedly. Ah, sorry. It is what it is. Robert, she got stage fright when she tried talking to you. <laughs> I have no idea. She got a little bit of stage fright. Um, we had a question actually in the chat room earlier, and so I think it was Nikki who asked, where do you go when you need healing? Ah. Mm. Ah. I just tend to put up with whatever I, I get when I get sick. <laughs> really? There's no one that you like, like do you, you don't contact somebody else to help you with some healing? Uh, not really. You oh. kind of deal with it on your own. Oh. I was actually curious too about when you were talking Uh-oh. about Oregon and you were feeling that feeling of being watched. Where yeah. you're saying that, I think Nikki Jacobs, who's in our chat room right now, she mm-hmm. actually had an experience about feeling kind of like the same way about the whole Sasquatch and being watched yeah. and that kind of similar feeling. Did you feel like maybe they wanted to contact you telepathically at that time? Not really. At that point in time, I wasn't all. Um, I, I wasn't fully into the uh, the paranormal at that point in time. So, um, but I had the idea that they, the Sasquatch might be out there. But what I was getting was more like the American Indians with uh, with their. Uh, Spears and uh, bows and arrows, getting ready to, to throw them down on the car. That, <laughs> that is a lot of Indian ter- ter- like territory up there. That's for sure. It sure is. Yes, it is. Uh, Oregon is a very interesting state. They got a lot of like history, a lot of gold rush history too over there. Um, and of course, it, it is Sasquatch ter- like territory over there. Mm-hmm. Number one Sasquatch territory. So when you look into mm-hmm. someone's future, do you like like yeah, I'm trying to understand. I don't do futures, so I find it fascinating. Uh, so when you're looking into someone's future, do you, like, physically see it, or do they speak to you, or do you get, like, Pictionary? How does it work for you exactly? Uh, kind of like a feeling, because when I do that sort of thing, I'm actually trying to connect through whatever device they're using at the time. Okay. Because if they're using the computer, I can sort of, uh, I guess it sounds weird, but I can travel through the internet to them. Yeah, the energy. Yeah. Wi-Fi, just go straight to the device. Right. And I can sort of pick up from what they're using on, on the hands, or if they're using the voice-free type thing, it'll go straight to whatever they, they have on their body. And then I can pick up from that what is going to happen in the near future. Huh. I always find that fascinating because mine talk to me, and if they don't speak English, they play Pictionary. 
<laughs> I swear to God, they play Pictionary with me. And that's how I know they don't speak English because they'll show me objects that I recognize as certain things. She sees that as the yeah. pictures in her head, you know what I mean? That's fast. That really is fast. Yeah, I, I know a couple of words. I know a couple because, you know, if my husband was back when he was alive, I know um, Shapava, his Matt. grandmother, and I said, wow. Why does your gra- Why does your grandmother? I forgot what the name was at the time. Why, yeah. Why does your grandmother want to give you a father and what that? He's oh my God. All right. She wants to. Yeah, that him. was it. He was all done. Evidently, she wanted to slap him upside the head. <laughs> that sounds like okay. What'd you do? What's your grandmother, right? Yeah. So you know, so there's certain words, and I always found that like fascinating for me. They play Pictionary. They speak another language. Mm-hmm. Now for you. Are you directly reading the energy itself, and it doesn't matter what language they speak? Sometimes. Yeah. Uh, I'll give you an example. Uh, when I first met Mindy, Melinda Jackson, Okay. I don't know if you've been in the chat room yet or not, because uh-huh. I'm just watching the, the video here on Zoom. Uh-huh. But um, <laughs> when I first met her, she asked for a healing for herself and her her, well, not husband, but uh, they've been together about 10 years. Okay. And she asked me to, to do him first, and he asked, well, he actually said to her, if he can see what's wrong with me, I'll let you two talk whenever you want to and not be jealous about it, basically. So um, nice. I, I looked into it. I could see him, I could see his right leg from behind. Right. And the way I do my my healing, I can see an image of the person, sort of like the wall pictures that they have where they can draw certain areas of of injuries and whatnot. Right. But with him, I saw his leg, and I saw what looked like a big channel out of it. Oh. Something like it had been hit with a uh, fast-moving bit of metal. Yeah. And um, she then sent photos of his leg. He'd been shot in the leg. Uh, oh, and wow. With, the, uh, with how they fixed it up, it's left a channel that was a slightly discolored amount of skin. Oh. And that's what I actually said to her. I said that I could see discolored uh skin around that area wow wow and so so we've been able to talk back and forth whenever yeah. <laughs> yeah that's pretty cool we have a question in the chat room before we go to break yeah, yeah we're gonna go to break. how they can reach you for a private meeting yeah uh i am on facebook under robert white i have the picture of a blue winged kookaburra as my avatar that's an Australian animal, kookaburra. It's a bird. Yeah. Is that a bird? Bird, yeah. A bird. <laughs> bird, bird, bird. Bird is a bird. Speaking of birds, we have Larry Bird in the background yeah, so over there. You guys can look him up on Facebook under Robert White, and there is a picture of an Australian kookaburra. Um, a bird. Kookaburra a bird. It's <laughs> a bird. And, and bite, he can bite, bite. help you scheduling a private reading for those of you in the chat who are asking. Um, I know Anne is asking, so very fascinating, very, very, very fascinating. So we're actually going to be right back. We're going to take a short pause for the gods, so stick with us, Robin. Potty break. Yeah, literally, it's potty and I'm out of coffee. 
Coffee break. The party break. Exactly to me. So we'll be right back right after this. We'll be right back, guys.
Christ, we are back. I'm in the process of trying to figure out the sound issue here. So, and again, I'm still not 100% happy because that's me. I'm not 100% happy. Never happy until it's And perfect. blackout in Zoom. Wow. Why do you do this? Right, right, right. So, guys, Robert, they're looking for you. For you, they're having a hard time finding you on Facebook. Is there an email that perhaps they can use to find you? Yeah, we're completely black, guys. So just uh, Bear with Michelle's going to do most second. of the thing. Um, um, I just I have a message uh, for Wendy if you're still yeah. listening in right now. You'll see the restream is still like to figure this out. Yeah. This is why we went to the other program. So. Um, Wendy, we have a message for you uh, from, we have a bunch of psychics in here, and uh, Wendy, this says, um, uh, know that you are loved and cared about. Don't allow anyone to tell you differently. Uh, never, ever, ne don't allow anyone to tell you differently. Never, ever. You are a good person. I can feel it in you. Reach out to your friends or to this crisis line, which is one 800 Two seven three eight five five two. So that's from one of our uh, regulars in the chat room, and I meant no offense. I just meant I like repeat callers, so I keep track of the numbers that actually call in. So it makes you guys feel more like family. So, you guys are friends, right? So, and again, that was a message from someone in the chat room, and I won't give her name without permission. But. Uh, right now, I'm going to work on the link as she continues to talk. And why um, does this do this? Go ahead. Okay. So, let's, Robert, now I want to start talking about the violent stuff, the aggressive stuff, these crime cases that you help with. How did you get involved with all that stuff? Well, after I had done what I thought was a remote view of the investigation with Ross and Sandy Wells, I... I went along to a couple of different sites that had the missing persons over there in the US and I just sort of opened myself up to picking up whatever I could from from them. I then also used the the same sort of ping thing. That's what that's what I call it anyway, ping ping. <laughs> from the phone yeah. to, to locate what I felt where they were. And some of them, actually, one of them in in Michigan, I think it was, they they had said that this person had last been seen outside of this large grey factory sort of building. And I went from that, I pulled up Google Earth or the maps, or whatever it was, and um, Google Maps, and I searched along those until I got a ping on the U-shape of one of the rivers. Ooh. And because it was because it was winter over there, it had all snowed over, and I picked up on where he was because uh, later on, the person that had put the post out come back and said, oh, by the way, you were right where, where he was found. It was in the U-shape of the river. Oh, my God. Uh, <coughs> that was one of them. There have been a few others that I've looked into, and it's not the best feeling when you find them when they're... Um, they're dead. Well, decomposing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
That's a tough one. So mm-hmm. were, were you, like, interested in crimes, things like this, prior to getting involved in it? Like, you just yeah. you kind of just fall oh, into that? I've been interested in it. If I could help, I was going to. So, yeah, I decided if I can do that sort of thing with uh, an investigation, I, I could put my hand to it and see if I could help with finding people and mm-hmm. either getting them back to home or at least letting families know where they were. Now, did you work in any other missing person cases and were any of the people alive? You got any stories for us to tell us? Mm. I know sometimes it's like legal stuff and you can't tell us everything. You know, I understand that. But yeah. Is, well, that, that was the very first one I tried looking for mm-hmm. was way back. I wasn't even into the all the psychic and medium sort of stuff at that point in time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was getting trained in horticulture and how to get rid of weeds at the local TAFE, that's Technical and Further Education College. Uh Uh, I was doing a a thing for a conservation sort of program up on the the hills up here in in Rockhampton. And uh, I think it was that day or the day before, there was a little girl that had gone missing out west from here. Oh. And I was I, I was trying to listen to what the woman was teaching me on the, the chemicals and how to put them all together. And and I all of a sudden got this image of one of those big um, water tanks uh-huh. that they put underground right. and they can access from the top. And... It turns out that that's exactly where she was found, although I didn't have the, the access to the maps at that point in time, so I couldn't locate exactly where she was. Right. I just got the image of the water tank and her inside of it. How freaky was that, though, huh, for your first time? Sorry. To find out Sorry. that you were actually, like, <laughs> accurate like that. That must have been, like, must have blown yourself away. Like, I mean, yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a gift. Like, not, not every psyche has that ability to do that. That's mm-hmm. amazing. That truly is a gift. Have you worked with law enforcement? Um, I have. I've put into the uh, into some of the sites here in Australia uh, locations that I see where people are, but I haven't actually heard anything back. So I don't know whether whether they found most people in those locations or. Mm-hmm. I'm not even sure if they've been found dead or alive. Uh, the last person I looked for was in South Australia, wow. and that was about a year ago, before any of the fires happened. Uh, I picked up that she was at the bottom of a, a remote area. There were there were houses nearby, but it was down the bottom of a hill. Oh. So. I just said to him, I put him as an anonymous uh, tip. If you look here, you'll probably find her. Oh, wow. So I never, never heard back. And did you follow, have you not, you haven't followed up to see what the situation was on that yet? More than likely, you're right. You know that, right? More than likely, you're right. 100%. I mean, I, I, I have no doubts whatsoever. Whatsoever. Um, now, is is there something else that you're not telling us? Like any other spidey senses we don't know about? 
Huh? Yeah, sorry guys, we're having an issue with the video again. Oh, really? Yeah, it's the it, it's this OBS, so I'm gonna have to figure the sound out on the other one. Okay. So it's either we get good sound or we get picture. Okay. Honestly, I'd rather have the good sound and good draw sound. photos. Yeah. So sound is pretty good, guys, tonight. Yeah. Sound is pretty good. Better than us blaring and echoing and sounding like you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I cannot for the life of me. I'm sorry. Everybody can hear Robert really well tonight, which we're really glad yeah. about that, too. That's awesome. Because we're always concerned about right. you guys not being so, able to hear our guests. Yeah. So that's really, really awesome. So now, what? So tell me this. What is a day in the life of Robert White? What do you do? <laughs> I'm, I'm very curious. Like, you have a lot of things that you're interested in. You, you have a lot of tasks. Like, you're multi-talented. You have a lot of interests. So what's the day in the life of Mr. Robaway? You're Mr. Crystal. Uh, <laughs> uh, usually I, I get up, I I watch a bit of the, the morning news, but I have the TV set to, to turn on at, at 10 past 7 in the morning because that's usually when they give out uh, a code word for a competition they have on their TV show, which they, um, they add $10,000 a day to uh, a draw and if you don't pick up the phone in three three rooms, it goes ten thousand more the next day. Oh. So I'm usually up about ten past seven to watch for that. Uh-huh. So more than entering. <laughs> I still haven't won it yet. I have put a prediction down though that I will win it when it's a hundred thousand dollars. So oh, it's at fifty thousand now. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Oh my God, that is amazing! That's yes, amazing. Uh, if I win it, I'll be doing a trip over there to the states because there's a few people I'm wanting to meet up with over there. Oh my God, that's uh, awesome! <laughs> that is so awesome. That's epic. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah. Um. Other than that, I get up. Um. I come over here to the desk. I usually try and set up some. Some of the crystals that I have, I've got a lot of beads, uh, a few of the other ones that I worked on. I tried to make up designs, kind of like how Sue was at the very beginning of this video. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I try to organize things so I can, I don't know, make jewelry out of them. Like it, this is one of the oh, I've wow. got. Wow. Uh, that's uh, tiger eye and what's the other one? Um, Malachite. Malachite. Oh. You know, here's the thing. Malachite. Well, I, I have looked through every oh single distributor I could find. Where did you find your Malachite? To find a, a cluster of Malachite, a few clusters. Mm-hmm. I have asked every distributor I have. On, in, on Malachite is mind you. so hard to find. How did you find your Malachite? She's asked on three continents, mind you. I'm not kidding. Yeah. How did you find eBay. it? Huh? eBay. eBay. <laughs> I buy wholesale. That's why. Oh, my goodness. Well, they have to be. Uh, oh, God. It's you, very hard to you find. You said the magic cluster. word. You said the magic yeah. word, Robert. It's very hard to find. So continue, continue. I'm, I'm interested in hearing what Mr. Crystal does. Okay. So you, you get your inspiration, you fiddle around with your crystals. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, I put together pieces that I think will sell. Um, I've been I've been putting to, putting together a few different bits for 
another another batch of people that I know that are doing a Paracon over in New York. Uh, the Winter Parapest, I think it's called. And they're holding that on um, February 29th and March, March 1st. Oh. So I'm sending over them a few pieces that I've been working on. Are they doing it on consignment for you with that? Uh, yeah, they're going to sell it for, for what I, I mark it as. And so, yeah, I've been putting it on. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, anyway. There it is. Yeah, there he's is. holding up a piece of jewelry right now that we can see on Zoom. Oh, wow. Uh, you guys aren't going to be able to see it right now. In a uh, cage. Oh, my God. Like Sue, you, yeah. Did you see that, too? Yeah. Beautiful. I'll, I'll clean up the pieces of stone, gemstones. Yeah. And I'll polish them, make them look all pretty, put my intention into them. Then put them into the cages because at the moment the now do you make them. your own cages? Uh, not yet. I've been wanting to learn. I, I have the metal that I can do it with, but I haven't actually learned how to make it with the, the wire that's free. <laughs> oh, okay, that's awesome. Yeah, I've got a few, few different things here. Um, oh, yeah. I'm also uh, I have another piece, piece oh. of amethyst. That's a beautiful one too with a look. See, that's inspiration right there. That's yeah, awesome. the cages. That's really yeah. awesome. Where did your uh, knowledge of crystals come from? Back in 1994, I had a friend <coughs> that I was doing a course with. Uh, I can't remember what the course was, but we were learning at one of the one of the um, uh, individual sort of learning places. Mm -hmm. And he had found the Lapidary Club, and he said to me, I should probably join that because I'd enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And he'd, show, he'd shown me a piece that he'd been working on, which was a quartz cluster. And actually, at his place, I picked up that there was a ghost in his house. There was a, a woman nice. walking around the house. And he had claimed that he was a, a male witch warlock. So I think he had he had also known about the the spirit, mm -hmm. but I never actually said to him that I, I'd seen her or felt her. Oh. When I actually when I see them, they're, they're sort of like a shimmer, sort of like how I don't know the predator in uh, the movie The Predator. Oh yeah. 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 Shimmer. That's sort of how I see them. That's a wicked good description for it. I've never thought of it that way, but yes, I've seen that. I've seen that, yes. That's a good way to put it. I've never, that's the best description I've ever heard, sir. What yeah. are they doing? So why didn't you tell them about it, though? Um, I just didn't feel comfortable telling them about it. Oh. Uh, I don't know. A couple of years after that, no. I went up and asked about him and found out that he died. <laughs> oh <my goodness. laughs> so he was kind of like the one that kind of introduced you to the world of crystals. Yeah, was, yeah. Wow. Wow. See, it's weird because, see, I've always been into crystals, mm -hmm. but Michelle made the mistake of finding a wholesaler. Mm -hmm. See, I, I was like, I would watch the wholesaler because I was interested in learning about what crystals, or what, right. what, what their names were, what they looked like. 
Um, so I would listen to the Chinese wholesalers because I speak Chinese. So I like to watch the wholesalers. But then one day, she didn't know that, though. So then one day I said, hey, she happened to see me looking and watching the Chinese wholesalers with the crystals. That was it. That was it. The crystals took off from there. You know, and I love it. She loves it. And we just, it just happened. Yeah, literally, the, even the wrapping. No from that. So yeah. the wrapping was just kind of self-taught I'm from beginning to now, and I'm, I'm still working on improving every day. Yeah. I'm a cheerleader. Yeah. I'm a cheerleader. I go. I. So I'm always like, you can do it. Try it. Don't. Don't. She's always hesitant. I'm like, no, you try it. Do this. Do that. Don't. No. Don't try it. You never know. Just. It's worth it. Whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. If I don't like that, I'll just like cut it off and throw the wire away. Just do it. Just yeah. try. You never know. You no, never know. Not that. <laughs> and I find it interesting too, Robert, because here, here, and I find that women are more interested in crystals than men. So it's interesting to find a man that's so knowledgeable about crystals, believe it or not. I happen to know women. Wow, look at that. Well, we nobody can see it, so you'll have to describe it because so, we have no video. Describe that piece, Robert, because people cannot see the video at the moment. Yeah. And a large piece of rose quartz that I picked up at one of the gem shows. Uh, wow. They were doing the boot sale type of thing out, out in the back area. Oh, that's your mind, yeah. <laughs> That's a big giant piece. Um, there were a few pieces that I would have picked up if I um, if I'd had the money at the time. Yeah. Uh, they they were charging a, a fair bit. This one here was sixteen dollars. It's about wow. Snug me in the palm of the hand. Yeah. Wow. Two dollars. My mother-in-law Yadville. <laughs> yeah. Wow, those are amazing. Yeah. Pieces, she picked it up at Yadville and mailed it up for Florida. It was hilarious. So do you know so? How did it all evolve then from there? Did you did you just kind of start collecting crystals on your own, and you kind of evolve like I like this kind, so I'm going to buy this kind? How did you, how did it all happen from there? Uh, most of the ones that I got at the beginning were at the club itself because they have a whole different range of different rocks and stones there that you can work on. Mm-hmm. Um, from that point, I started looking online, looking on eBay, looking at different places to, to shop for different crystals. Um, like this piece here, it's one that I've made into a wand. It's a black and white sort of uh, piece. I'm not even really sure why. I think it's a, a type of marble. Oh, that's but this was in the off-cut bin. Wow. So cut off huh. the, the bits that it can be worked on. So I just go and raid that sort of place, uh, the, the the little ice cream bucket that they have there, uh-huh. or whatever's there. Or it's <laughs> the oddball, so it's kind of like the oddball. I can work on those, and, and they come up really good. So. Uh, yeah, I've always wanted to learn how to do, like, do certain holes and stuff inside the crystals, but... Um, in order to do them, well, most of the time you have to have a certain setup. You have to have wa- constant water, water running yeah. in order to cut them a certain way. You know, with the power tool, because I'm a power tool girl. <laughs> I'm not afraid to they, put the, you know, they, they use an ice cream bucket with water in it. 
Oh, yeah? I'd probably short-circuit my power drill. She might, I might get accidentally get electrocuted if that happens. You know? She would. I would get electrocuted. <laughs> I accidentally almost, almost teased myself with my teeth. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it was really weird. When, I mean, literally, talk about, like, when I got married, I'm the one that owned the tools. Yes. My husband was not allowed to touch my tools. Because if you could picture Tim the Tool Man Taylor, that was my husband. That was it. That was my husband. I swear to God, he would break and screw up just about anything. It's like, do not touch my tools. Okay? Don't. So you started off as like a collector, collect, 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 find anything you like, like find anything you like. So then when did you get into the business of actually selling the crystals? Um, probably about four, three or four years after that, so probably 1998, nearly 2000. So I've been selling them a fair bit recently because uh, I've been putting more out for this than I've been making. And yeah, just the, uh, I actually started off doing beading. Oh, at a, a place that they, they toured feeding in the, uh, at the time it was a, just the Kmart Plaza. Yeah, was it like macrame beading or wire wrap beading? Uh, it was tiger tail beading with normal beads and the... Um, cloth. Not wire, but cloth, right? No, it was, like a, it was the, the wire, but it was the tiger tail wire. What's the, uh, the one that has the seven strands sort of wrapped in plastic. Oh. You put beads on those. Right. You have a. Oh, the plastic wire? Kind of, yeah. All right. Oh, wow. Yeah. So then I've moved on from that to, to this type that you can't see because. Yeah, nobody them. can see them, but <laughs> we you can always them. snap pictures and post them yeah. later. We get to see them. Yeah. They're beautiful. Well, this one I've decided to do up for those who can't really. Handle the uh, the crimp uh, the uh, clasps. Yeah, I've done it. With the oh. hematite bead that every second week. Yeah, the magnetic ones. Oh my yeah, god, so that's yeah. gorgeous. To wrap. You put it on. All you got to do is sort of wrap it round, and yeah, it'll stick to itself. Yeah. Wow. Don't have to worry about. That would be perfect for me because I've had four strokes. I've had four strokes. Yeah. And I have a hard time with clasps. So yeah, that's, that's why I, I started doing these. Yeah. I'm going to test dummy for them. Oh, I started making these yeah. so just people could just, like, if I could adjust it, it on and off. That's, yeah. what, that's exactly. the thing. So she's my test dummy. Yeah. If I can clasp it, then anybody can clasp it. She is. She's yeah. that Because I've had four strokes, so if I can do it, then anybody can do it. That's for sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Absolutely, you know? Those pieces are gorgeous. So for anybody that is coming on our show in the future... I think I like the idea of the better sound. I'm not going to go back to X-Split. So anything that you guys want to show, snap a picture and send it over either in Messenger or through our email, which is aqnetwork at gmail.com. And I can literally show a scroll of a bunch of items, uh, whatever it is that you want to show at that particular time. I don't mind. Right now on the screen, for those that are actually watching the so-called video or picture thing, you're seeing a picture of Robert, you're seeing the backdrop, mm -hmm. and you're seeing our sponsor, 
which is uh, Susie Swanbeck ACU, which will soon be Coral's Crystal, yes. if they ever allow the rename. <laughs> <laughs> so, Robert, like, where do you draw your inspiration for all this pieces? Um, that's a good question. <laughs> where does all that come uh, from? When I was, uh, I'll, I'll take it back to before I was married to Amber, that's the name, mm. uh, we were searching for um, her wedding dress, basically. Uh-huh. We went into Michael's in um, Oregon oh. to pick out a wedding dress, and uh, I was talking to one of the ladies there about other dresses and whatnot that another person was wearing, and I said, oh, that tiara and that piece and that piece and that piece, that is all going well together. And she, she said to me, oh, it's too bad you're over here on the tourist visa, otherwise you'd probably have a job here. Oh, wow. <laughs> I've always had an eye for, for putting things together, basically. Nice. So there was a visual arts course that I was in that I learned for swordsmithing. Mm-hmm. So I was being taught other things as well, like the painting, charcoal work, screen printing, um, nice. the computer manipulation, Photoshop <coughs> things. Uh, it was all a combination of that that sort of got me really into it. And that was back in 2001, 2002. Wow, um, you are so talented. Oh, my God. How many courses have you taken? You are a lifelong learner. Yeah, me too. Like, are, you, are, are you a learnaholic like I am? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I'm addicted to learning. I've got, like, three courses I'm working on right now. So... Yeah. So with all these skills, the tools down. So with all these skills, how like do you like she gets inspired by certain things and all of a sudden yeah. she gets I and that's it, I grab the wire and it's like, Okay, I know what I'm gonna do and then I'll start grabbing the tools not even realizing what I'm doing. So yeah. Do you, I gotta stop myself. Do you like do you go and like like look at the ocean and all of a sudden get inspired and come home and, and create a piece or how does that work for you, your inspiration? I can I can do that. Oh, I don't know if you can hear them out there, out there now, but the Rainbow Lorikeets are at the door. Yeah. You. Uh, I just go out there, take photos of them, bring them back in, put the photo on the screen and try and do something from either the color type of effect that they have on their bodies or do things like feathers, wow. leaves, wow. you name it. Yeah, wow. see, I, I work off of energy. It's really weird because I will name my pieces based on how I feel when I create yeah, it. Yeah, she, she literally names her pieces by emotion. Literally. I got one that's called Rock and Roll because I was listening to Ozzy Osbourne when I made it. So, you know, that's yeah. like, rock! And then I was listening to musicals. I was driving her crazy. Oh, God, yeah. So, yeah, I, I did like another musicals. one that's called Looney Tunes. <laughs> And then I did another one that was called, because she was going through her opera stage, yep, yep. it's called The Opera. Uh, the Ballet. I love yes, the opera. Yes, called The Opera. Yep. I'm yes, a showgirl, so. totally. No, it's, it's kind of hilarious the way it, the way it actually happens. <laughs> We're so opposite. She'll watch The Opera. I'll watch Burlesque. Okay? <laughs> I was so a ballerina at one point in my life. I was never a ballerina. So, Okay. So let, now I'm curious. Let's let's see this this list. How many courses and how much Ooh. education have you actually had? Okay, let's see if it's Start from speak. the beginning. Ready? You must get set. She's gonna count. Go. She's gonna count. 
She's going to come. Say them. You got to tell out loud. You got to say what they are because I, I can't hear that. Say them out loud. <laughs> I, can, I can't hear that. Say them out loud. I can see track. you thinking, but nobody else can. <laughs> yes. Say them out loud. Barista. Of course. I can't remember the name of that one. There's the one that I met up with. Um, the friend that got me into the the uh, rock. Okay. Uh, horticulture. Uh, there was a bar type service. Okay. Bye. Uh, <laughs> it was about 15 or so, I know, but I can't remember what they were. Ah. <laughs> it was the one that I did online, though, that we couldn't actually get online. And that's. Drop down. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see, grabbing. I don't know. Graphic, graphic design tool. Oh, look at, the, look at the camera. Oh, uh, photography. Is that. They, they think. They that's a Nikon. The Amazing. I had to buy my DHLR. I mean, I used to use the Nikon, but there was something about the color in the Canon because I yeah. do a lot of, I don't do close-ups. I do a lot of the, like, scenery oh, for people. They want the background type thing. So oh, a lot of that I do. So to me, yeah. the Canon was a better fit for me because of the way it picks up the colors. So it was just, oh, I don't know, that was me. That's amazing. Yeah. I've been buying the lenses, though. They get very
you know, so I haven't even been teaching. I've been too busy going to class. Yeah, she loves it, so that's her. So what do you think your next class is going to be, Robert? What are you I going know, for it's next? like you can't help it. You get it, right? You can't <laughs> stop. What it's you like you don't know, so you want to learn about it. So what do you think is going to be next for you, Robert? Um, well, I have been looking at some more of the, uh, the Camry classes. Ah. So I can do even better photos so that I can... At some stage, I'm wanting, as I said, to uh, make up a, a photo book of all the animals and all of the uh, right. plants and whatnot. Because I took a whole heap of photos in the far north when we went up there. Mm-hmm. There was a caravan park, and yes, I'm going to plug it. <laughs> yes, for everybody, everybody officially, Robert is putting together a picture book. So this is his talk about the book. So it's an amazing Yeah, there's a, there's an online just to help you out because I do a lot of editing and I do video editing. That's like my job job, what I do. Uh, this yeah. stuff is just kind of like a passion for mine. But um, right. as far as that, there's a program, I think it's called Blimp. Um, it, it comes from the Amazon videos. Could you guys kill each other silently? Got it. So it's the dogs. Um, <laughs> nephew and uncle fighting all the it's time, I'm telling time. you. Um, so it's called Blimp. I think it runs off of Amazon because you can literally either have your book printed, but there's a way to actually send it to Amazon. Yeah, and Amazon. So literally, you do it that way as well, and that way seems to be the cheaper one. Sorry, so They're now going to eat the soap. Oh, Jesus. So tell me about the whole beginning concept of the book, the inspiration for the book. Tell me all about this book, because I'm a, I love this whole concept. Oh. Well, while I was up there at the, uh, at the caravan park, the owner, he actually saw some of the photos I've been taking because I had been able to go out into the back attic that they had and I could point the camera up at the stars and just leave the exposure on and get really good shots of the Milky Way right overhead and all the different stars because there was zero light, um, what do you call it? Uh, when there was city lights, there were no city lights. Right. Uh-huh. Complete blackness. <laughs> they can barely hear so, I got really good photos of the of the stars and the um, wow. all of the uh, constellations. Yeah. And then I went about taking photos of oh they had fish in the little creek. They had turtles in the creek. They had a whole range of different insects that were flying around. But we got really good photos of those as well and. He said, oh, you should really make a book out of it. And I thought, yeah, okay, I will. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. That is great. I mean, that, that right there, I mean, somebody right there is already interested. So you already know that that's going to be a successful book right there. You know? Oh, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Go for it. There's the interest right there in it right now. So so what did you what did you think about, like, the concept from there? What are you adding now to the book? Uh, I am planning on putting the name down of what the the thing is no. to go to the plant no. the insects, the animals and all the stars and basically have it like like a kid's book really, just showing what the name is, showing the photo and having my flip book. Oh. So, or or one of those ones that lay on the coffee table. Oh. So you can just look at the 
the pictures and find out what the, the names are. That's a great idea. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. That is a I, great I like idea. I like the idea of the, the coffee table book because it makes yeah. a, a good conversational piece. And then to open up the page and have it be like a flip book, like a kid's book, to have yeah. all that in front of you, that is a great idea. Oh, definitely. That is a great idea, Robert. You're brilliant. Oh, you, from the far north of Queensland. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's something. The amazing. Yeah. The pictures must be gorgeous. From where you are, they must be stunning. I can only imagine. I can only imagine how beautiful oh, they are, really. Truly. Now, you're putting your intent and your feelings and your, oh, your, yeah. your spidey senses in the book, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Now, do you have an end goal for the book? Like, how many pages do you think you want to do this? When, when, when did you think you'll be satisfied for when the book will be complete? Um, hopefully by the end of this year. Okay. I just have enough photos compiled together and, and sorted into the sizes that they need to be to be able to send them to whoever it is that's going to print them. And, but I, I still have to find out, like as Sue said, the cost of how, how much they'll be to print and how they're going together, that sort of thing. There is a lot of like low cost like publishers and printers here that, here in the state that would scoop up your yeah. Book that's why I was heart. thinking even Amazon, you could actually make a mm -hmm. photo book on Amazon, mm -hmm. and you would yeah. start off on the Kindle version until you build oh. up some sales and able to get some copies printed. Yeah, that would help you that way. Yeah, I, I've mm -hmm. done a lot of research on that. Mm -hmm. I've like got like three or four books part done. Yes. So you would, it would be amazing. It would be amazing. Um, but if you didn't want to do Amazon, there is a lot of other publishers too that right. would literally scoop your book up in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. Especially it being brilliant idea. Coffee table books are actually rare these days. Yeah, they are. You know? I mean, you find them in the art galleries around here. Um, more like New York, Boston. Uh, the more of the no, in um, in Gallery X. Yeah, that's true. They, that's they, true. There's a lot of photocopy table books in gallery. Is it not yeah. one that you open up and have a yeah. picture book and have these stunning pictures there with the descriptions of what you're looking yeah, at? Yeah, well, there's nothing like the type of uh, birds and animals he has around. Yeah, yeah. definitely he not. a lot of lighthouses. Not Robert White that. pictures. Are you kidding uh, me? Yeah. Not Robert White. They're not Robert White. <laughs> it's not Robert White. What's the title did you say you were going to make it, Robert? What's the title of the book? Well, if I do the first one, it will be of all the photos that I took from the far north of Queensland. Mm -hmm. So, the the views of far north Queensland, basically. That's so nice. I, will call it. I like that. The far north Queensland. It's so, it sounds so fancy. Queensland. It sounds so fancy when you say it, Robert. <laughs> it does. It sounds so fancy. I want to. I want to put my pinky up. All right. Like the Queen of England. You know what I mean? I want to put my okay, pinky up. Yeah, <laughs> right. It sounds so wonderful, play. though. Oh. It sounds so good. Now, and like most authors, right? And I found this to be the, the case. When people start with their very first book, their thoughts are already on their second book as well. You're already thinking second book as well, aren't you? Well, because he's already got the first book. Right? So that's really yeah. the case. There it is. Yeah. Oh, my God. Look at the picture. Oh, my God. That's beautiful. Wow. That was taken today? Yesterday. Yes. Oh my yeah, God. I like parrot. Beautiful. I used to have a, a Quaker parakeet and a um, wow. African gray and what else did mm -hmm. I own? It was another one. 
wow. back when I was younger. So certain I like the the bigger birds. So yeah. before we run, before we do run out of time, Robert, can you tell everybody again how can they reach you? Right. You have an hour of time finding you on Facebook. Is there an email? Uh, what is it? Well, there's there's Facebook and there's battleliner at gmail dot com. B a t t l e l i n e r at gmail. All right. Dot com. Got it. And then under I under Facebook is the Kookaburra bird. Which I'll put that in there too. It's got blue wings on it. The, the, that's the type that doesn't actually make the laughing sound. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, it makes a screeching sound. All the others do a laugh, like the kookaburra is laughing all the time, but that one there doesn't laugh. Wow, that's amazing. I would love a bird that would laugh with me all the time. <laughs> that would be fantastic. A bird that would actually laugh all the time would be awesome. Yeah. All right, guys, so I know that um, there's been a few people looking to book him for a reading. The email is in the um, chat, guys, battleliner at gmail.com. And on Facebook, it's Robert White. is the blue kookaburra bird. You can find him on Facebook. He is available for reading as well as numerous things. Gentlemen, stop it, boys. Stop it, bad boys. You guys want to go in timeout? This is my naughty boy right here. Yeah, I just put mine down. Yeah, naughty, I naughty. I to stop. Naughty, naughty boy right here. Yeah, yeah, I know. Give me a kiss. Like, I know I'm going to be punishing you. Yeah, yeah. I know I'm going to be punishing you. This is my naughty boy right here. This is my Buddha buddy. Nobody can see yeah. him except for Robin. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay, now you're down. Okay, now it's like a kid. He just wants attention for like two seconds, then he's done and over with. You know, then he goes off to play. All right, we have 13 minutes too. left of the show. We actually do have a caller on the line. Yay, we got a caller. Okay, so the caller on the line is 1416. I've been listening. Hi, you're live on the air with the Network. Hi, what is yes. your name, honey? My name is Eileen. Hi, Eileen. Hi, Eileen. Hi. How are you? I'm fabulous, but I'm trying. I don't know how to get into your chat room because you're not showing anything on Blog Talk. Oh, we're on Facebook Live. We're also ACU Network on YouTube. Well, I'm, all right. If I go into Facebook right now and I put in ACU Network, you, yeah, it doesn't Network. let me in. It doesn't let me in. Oh. Well, if they're uh, full, because sometimes if the chat room is full, Facebook limits, that's why we, we restream right on YouTube as well. So if you go over to YouTube, you can find us on ACU Network as well. Eileen, do you okay, have wait. a question for tonight's guest, Mr. Robert White? Do you have a question for him? Um, I have a, yeah, I have a question. I have a curiosity. I have an older sister, and we, she disappeared probably, I don't know, 20 years ago. And oh, we don't know so anything about where she is or she had some problems and she was in a, a facility and then they she walked out and my sister, who I know she's not settled in it. I mean, I've let go a long time ago, but the lady right. is probably around 70-something years old now. And I just wondered if she's still in body, you know. Robert, would she you had a lot to of, hear her? 
right. He's going to use his spidey senses, Eileen. Okay. Does he, if he needs me to tell him anything more, I can. Okay. He's, he's doing, he's using his spidey senses, honey. Okay. And this is radio, so we have yeah. to keep talking. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, tell me again. Tell me again on YouTube. What should I look up? ATU Network? Two words? ATU Network. Yep. ATU Network. Yes, two I'm words. Doing it. One word. Yep, it's ATU. It looks like Michelle. It looks like Susan Michelle live stream. Yeah. Oh, I see you guys now. Oh. The unknown promo. Yeah. Robin, oh. We're in the hats. Okay. No, but this is July from 218, so I got to go back here. Is she Where? still in body? I believe she is. Yeah, she's still alive. Okay. Any idea what maybe where she may be generally located, you think? Um. I know you usually need to scry on a map. Okay. Any idea what maybe yeah, where she Maybe 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 a private thing that you could do with Eileen. Yeah, this might be more of a private session. Huh? Eileen, he, I don't know if you heard him, but he does say that she is alive. I did hear that part. I did hear that part. We haven't heard from her. I, yeah, at least twenty I'm years. Sorry, what, Robert? Did, yeah. Do you know if she had? Any friends in Texas? Friends in Texas? No, I have no knowledge. She she took a lot of drugs when she was younger, and then she had shock treatment, and uh, she wasn't talking straight or anything of that sort. And then they put her in a hospital, and you know, and they I, we don't really know. I think she was on meds, and we're on the east coast, and she she was on the west coast, and. Then my mom passed, and all we knew is that she, one day she just left the hospital. Wow. And that's it. Wow. So it's okay. Wow. You know, I was just curious because he was working with missing people and stuff like that. Um, you, like Robert said, you may want to look in Texas for her. She's still alive. I well, mean, I'm not looking. I, I really, it's okay. all in God's hands the way I feel about it. Robert. Yeah. Just wanted, Robert, I have a question. Can you tell me? Why, on a medical level, why are my toes itching? On my left foot, on my, my right foot, my my baby, not my pinky toe, but the other two toes. It's been like a week. That's a great question. That's an awesome the tops question. of my toes, right where the knuckle is. Do you have any idea? Well, I know for the hands, it's money coming in, money coming in, but uh, the toes. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that's funny. No, I don't I don't smoke. I haven't smoked since I was thirteen. It's like over fifty years ago. Uh, oh wow. Well I'll have to look at that one up. <laughs> yeah, we're not really sure. All right. So I'm still, I can't see you guys. I can't see you guys. These things are from two months ago, three months ago. There's nothing live here. Okay, are you on, we're live right now. Are you on ATU Network? Yes. All right. 
Dry, Susan, and Michelle. I think I might have put it on the wrong one. Instead of okay. ATUN Network, or do I type in ATU Network in the search button? Okay. No, in the search button, just you can look up um, ACU Network, Awakening the Unknown. Mm-hmm. I got like three different YouTube channels, and I forget which one. A, the, the email is ACU Network, but I guess the title says Susan Michelle. Okay. All right, because they're all saying Awakening, Awakening, Awakening. I don't yeah, see Awakening the Unknown is what we are. They're a year. They're one year, mm-hmm. one year, one year. These are going you back are. in time. Now we're actually live right now. Why can't you text me? Why can't you text me a, um, a link? Can you go on Facebook and, and text, um, text? Yeah, I can go on Facebook. I can go okay, on Facebook. Too. I'll yeah. go on and Facebook. The problem is, okay, hold on. I was there earlier when you were talking. I'm going there. Okay. ATU Network. Okay. And yeah, now it I says at the it top. Is. It has yeah. Tuesday, January 21st. It doesn't even have today. Go to videos, honey. This should be you got to go to videos. videos. Then All right. Show I'm you in video. Yeah. No. show you what's live. Go down. Go down. 31. This is July. Now, if I go down, I'm in 219. That's very strange. Yeah. I don't know what's going on with Facebook. Um, if you this send a message... Back. Yeah, send a message to ATU Network. We can. Um, we can send you the link. We'll send you the video. link to um, the um, the YouTube. Yeah. Well, wait. When I'm now, I'm in. I'm still in videos. You want me to go back to all? I gotta Maybe, figure yeah. out yeah, how to get videos. to you. No, no, oh, no, no. I'm saying how to go. Now it says going. See here, Awakening the Unknown, ATU Network Readers and Channel event, January 21st. So it was yesterday. Then the one below that is ATU Network with it looks like a, a sun behind two beings. Yeah, no, so you're in an event. You're in the event. You're in events. You need to be actually on the page. Page. At the top it says on our page. pages. Let me go to pages. Just, the no, ATU, ATU Network. No, ATU Network. Yeah. If you click ATU Network Radio, you'll see a picture of both of us, and on the right-hand side will be videos, and it says live. In a red box. Now I got you. You put in the word radio. Okay. Yay, okay. all right. So awesome. now I'm here. Yay. All right. That's well, great. thank you. Sure you. All right. Make Good. sure you like. You're welcome, honey. Make sure you follow, subscribe, like all of it. All right, well, honey? I'm already in there. I see Robert now. Okay, so I'm gonna. Hey, I'm, gonna I'm gonna unx the volume and the mic repeat back. So I don't want to do that to you, but I see the word live up there. And Robert, yeah. I have a humongous piece of malachite that I've carried from, I think Sedona, probably at least 30 years ago, that I got wow. along with my amethyst. Wow. Now, where did you so get your piece of Where did you pick I, it? I think I got it in Sedona. I think oh, I got it in Sedona. But I love yeah. it. I have tons of crystals in my house, all kinds. And I've been working so a lot awesome. with essential oils lately. More and more and more. I'm mm-hmm. carrying them around with me now. The sacred frankincense and the lavender and the peppermint and also the eucalyptus. Because a lot of people are calling for that. The bodies are calling for that right now. Oh, yeah, they definitely are. I'm a certified aromatherapist, and I do work a lot with aromatherapy. 
That's where the that's where life and yeah. the universe is taking everyone. Actually, guys, we got We're on the yeah. right track, honey. Four minutes left to the show. Four okay, minutes one thing left. I want to share with you. Just one thing I want to share with you. If you ever get a okay. wound or a cut on your finger or yeah. leg or anything, pour some golden seal powder on it and then bandage it up, and it'll immediately oh, start. No, I didn't no, say gold bomb. Steel. I said golden oh, seal. No, golden seal. It's a particular S-C-A-L. type of herb. It's yeah. a, it comes in capsules, and I have it in my fridge, and I probably have the same bottle of capsules for, I don't know, 20 years or so. And yeah. because I picked up some bricks, heavy-duty concrete bricks, and I broke the skin, and I, like, anyway, I poured some golden seal on it, and now the skin is already healed. And I just pour lavender awesome. on it, and that skin, you know, it heals the skin really fast. So All I just right. wanted to share that I'm, with you guys. All okay, right. I'm sorry, everybody. We got go. Yeah, we got to close up the show. We we have less. Love and light, we have a little less love and light. Love Thank and you light so much for calling in. Take care. Bye. Thank, Thank you. you. All right, so, Robert, thank you sorry, so much yeah. today. <laughs> we got like two minutes and 46 seconds left, guys. So We got ways to contact Robert, ways yep. to book Robert for personal readings. We can't thank you, Robert, so much, so much, so much. We found out so many mysteries we solved about Mr. Robert White. Mr. Crystals was cracked open today, so we got to find out so many interesting things about him tonight. We can't thank you enough. And at least you got half a video with him. Yes, I did. don't know why we go to break and the video decides to stop. So those of you guys who didn't get to see him, he's a very handsome fellow, okay? <laughs> Just so you know. <laughs> All right, guys. We will see you on Sunday. 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 We'll see you Healing Sundays here on ACU Network you, Robert, or ACU so Network much. Radio. Now, don't forget to check out our sponsor, which is Susan Swanbeck ACU, soon-to-be Coral, Coral Crystal. As soon as I can get them to approve the damn name change. So <laughs> I was like, you know, hello here. Hello, so um, I hope you guys had a good time. And, Robert, we really did enjoy having you as a guest. I want to so thank much. you so much. And at least mm-hmm. we got half the video. Yes. But the sound was awesome. Yes. Thankfully, right. the sound was great. And enjoy your day. We look forward Thanks for tuning in to Awakening the Unknown with Susan Swanbeck and Michelle Sullivan here on the ATU Network. For more information on upcoming shows and appearances, be sure to follow us on Facebook and on the web at awakeningtheunknown.wixsite.com. Voiceover work done by Cody Ray Despian. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Robert. That was awesome. Okay.